recording live in New York. This is WYOY Weekly News. I'm Chris Barlow, and we begin this week with breaking news from the Trump administration, which is following through on its campaign pledge to alienate absolutely everyone just as quickly as humanly possible. Yes, just last night, the administration reversed course on Israeli settlements, warning Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that continuing to build new settlements in Palestine may be counterproductive to peace in the Middle East. Just like how passing a travel ban targeting a single religion, including American green card holders, without a plan to enact it, or any idea if it's really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, uh, uh, legal, might be counterproductive to, you know, uh, everything? Anyway, we'll have more on that story next week, or, you know, we'll be buried in so much new shit we won't have time for it. <laughs> Meanwhile... On Tuesday, President Trump unveiled his pick for the Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch, telling Senate Republicans to, quote, go nuclear in the confirmation process. And now, you know, before you get worried, I'll say the good news is that in this context, go nuclear is just a colorful way of suggesting that the GOP rewrites Senate rules to bypass a potential Democratic filibuster. The bad news is that President of the United States is one of the only jobs where the phrase go nuclear might be misinterpreted in a pretty devastating way. Huh. Well, speaking of ways we all might die unexpectedly, President Trump reportedly upset the Australian Prime Minister this week when he hung up on him in the middle of a scheduled phone call. But listen, I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation here. I assume Vladimir Putin was calling on the other line. But this story is making the rounds because President Trump has somehow managed to trigger an international incident with Australia during his first two weeks in office, which means the apocalypse is now headed into Mad Max territory a lot sooner than any of us expected. <laughs> of course, the biggest story this week was the president's totally not a Muslim ban, which bans visitors from seven countries that have absolutely nothing in common. Whatsoever. You know, he just picked the names out of a Make America Great Again hat with his massive hands. They needed to get a really big hat. <sighs> Along with major protests at airports across the country, acting Attorney General Sally Yates was fired for refusing to defend the order, and even major corporations are feeling the fallout. Trump supporters have threatened to boycott Starbucks after the coffee giant vowed to hire 10,000 refugees, which means the conversations at your local Dunkin' Donuts are about to get 10,000 times more uncomfortable. But the biggest backlash was felt by the ride-sharing juggernaut Uber, whose CEO was forced to leave Trump's economic advisory board as the hashtag delete Uber started trending on social media, all because the company tweeted that they were turning off surge pricing during the protests at JFK Airport last weekend. Now, users, of course, were shocked to discover that the notoriously anti-union company, which refuses to acknowledge that its drivers are employees and is actively working on replacing them all with robots, doesn't care about people. Wow. Well, Uber's competitor Lyft was the real winner in this PR debacle, rising above Uber in popularity on the App Store for the first time. It's good news for people who want to go to a protest, but, you know, would rather just download a new app. But even 
better news for Lyft investors and longtime Trump supporters Carl Icahn and talking pile of garbage Peter Thiel. That's right, America. You now get to choose between the ride-sharing app that profits off the president's racist edicts or the ride-sharing app that bankrolls the president's racist edicts. Isn't capitalism great? You know, if only there were just some kind of government-regulated car service that employed local owner-operators who you could hail without even, you know, using an app at all. <laughs> what am I talking about? That sounds insane. In entertainment news... Twins! And in sports, Super Bowl 51 is this Sunday, and the NFL has announced that former President George H.W. Bush and his wife Barbara Bush will kick things off with the traditional coin toss. As I'm sure you already know, heads means that we will all die suddenly this June when President Trump tells Steve Bannon to go nuclear on China, while tails means that President Trump says the same thing to Kellyanne Conway instead, who interprets it as a green light to start a trade war, causing the economy to collapse, causing a nationwide famine that will kill us all just in time to miss David Duke leading off the coin toss at Super Bowl 52. Ah. <sighs> now we have time for a quick look at the weather. But after that story, I think I'd rather go sob into a pint of Ben and Jerry's. From New York, I'm Chris Barlow, and if Merrick Garland is out there, please, Merrick, call me. I just want to know that you're okay. I'll be back next week with probably a story about how my rights have been taken away. Here on W-Y-O-Y. -Y. <laughs>